Hi, and welcome to Short and Spooky, the podcast about horror and sci-fi anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. I'm John Sorrow. I'm Tom O'Flaherty. Let's get spooky. Yo. Hey, John. What's happening? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I feel like I ask you that the same way every single time. I want to start changing it up. Sure. Keep me on my toes. Uh, What is your favorite color, John? Uh, Purple. Purple, really? Mm -hmm. Very odd color. It, why? I don't know. I feel like, well, I mean, I was blue. Uh-huh. I feel like... Uh, boy color. Boy color, yeah. It was, you know, growing up, it was not a cool... I mean, purple was not a cool color to be, like, my color. Until you started smoking perps. Smoking them kind, kind, buddy. And then, uh, drinking that lean. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did you ever, when I was, like, in probably second or third grade, they would do a thing where, like, once a month or once a, what, once a week, maybe... You would be like the the student of the week, uh-huh. and they would have like a big thing outside of your classroom. It was like, what's his favorite color? What's his pet's name? And all that stuff. Do you ever think like that? Uh, we had something like that in middle school. That's um, middle school, yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. And then we had to like uh, all write something or do something that was about that kid, and they would take them and put them together in like a binded book. Oh, cool. And they would call that the big cheese. And Don't every... you wish you still had that? No. I'm sure it was terrible. Plus, like, you know, all those kids in your class who you hated, you had to have stuff by them in your book. Mm, okay, I get that. It's kind of lame. How many people in your class? I don't know. 20, between 25, 30, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the whole grade? No, 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 no. That's just for your class. Your class. Okay, so I grew up in a much smaller town than Almeida. Uh-huh. Almeida, what's up? Shout out. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I fucking hate Almeida now. Um, but my, my school was very small, and my entire grade my entire class was 40 people mm-hmm. and it was split in 2020 basically so um there was like your third grade teacher was you and then there's other 20 kids that the other third grade teacher and it was like a different country you'd go into their class once in a while be like they'd all look at you like whoa what's he doing here from mrs crane's class uh-huh. um but we did uh yeah you'd have like once a month i think it was they'd be like student of the month because there wasn't enough time for no it was probably every other week of it i uh, thinking back now um, but I remember mine, I was just like straight down the line of like classic, it was like favorite color, blue. What do you like? Sports. Dog's name. Dog's name. Fido. Guess my dog's name? Fido? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Bo. Bones. Bo. Very Bo. close. Oh, really? Yeah, Bo. Bo was one of our dog's name. We had Bo, Joker. Joker was a, not very much of a Joker. He bit my brother's head once. Oh, so it's an ironic name. Yeah. In the, <laughs> we also had a cat named Scratch, which was... That we named it because we got it as a kitten, and it scratched my brother Joe. Oh, not very... a Ted Nugent name? No, not okay. a Ted Nugent name. Uh, fuck Ted Nugent. Uh, but we we got the cat, uh, and it scratched my brother the first day. And Joker was funny because he bit my brother's head because Joe had uh, cookie crumbs in his hair. Oh, God. Which is, I, there's a lot. That happens when you're a kid. I, exactly. I'm like, how does that even happen? Um cool. But I remember very distinctly that moment. We were all playing dogs, mm-hmm. crawling around on our fours, and uh, Joker like just came out of my sister's room and was like, "Bam!" Just jumped right on his head and tried to bite it. But uh, yeah, that's uh, in third grade and fourth grade, all that kind of stuff. You had those weird little like kid interactions, and and you had to tell something nice about someone. Did hey. you ever do like a spelling bee or anything like that? No, I wasn't. Very well-behaved or smart. You are smart. <laughs> I wasn't when I was a kid. Really? I still had the same level of intelligence. Okay, so you were... Mildly. Mildly intelligent. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. What did you excel in in school? Anything? Uh, art. 
All right, I okay, you. you are very good. At, yeah, you're very yeah. good at drawing art. pictures of monsters all the time. I'm terrible. I told you, hey, I found that book, The Devil Shark, well, that I told you, the one of my little books I created as a kid. I have it. I'll bring it over here for you to uh, check out. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it up on our Twitter. Once we, uh, after oh, we yeah. publish after the 10th episode, I'll, I'll start, you know, being active on our Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll make fun of you on there. Cool. All one person, Dan Cooper is the only person who will probably watch it. Oh, it's all right. Um, so actually going, talking about being a kid, do you... Uh, you were saying you had uh, some scary things, uh, scary places you've been to as a kid. Oh right, yeah. Um, so I've my hometown in uh, Gilmanton, New Hampshire, is where the very famous serial killer H. H. Holmes is from. Awesome. And, yeah, it's very cool. Well, not cool what he did, but cool that it's. I mean, it's cool. He's yeah. there. Uh, but I've been in his actual home that he grew up in. So you were talking about this briefly before we started recording. Was his home this? weird place with the sliding doors and hidden compartments that you were talking about no or? that's that's in chicago he built um he built a, a motel that people could stay in it's right around when the uh world's fairs were going on so it was a lot of people who are a lot especially it's mostly women who are looking to rent rooms and try and make their way in in chicago and at the world's fairs and so he sorry to get into it but it's one of my favorite topics is serial killers but he uh he had like multiple different uh, contractors help him build the motel, so not so one of them could not know the entire layout. So he was the only one who knew the entire layout, and the entire design, and they had floors that would drop down to gas That's chambers. So fun! It's so neat. Yeah, and there's a lot of conspiracies behind it because he eventually was, of course, caught, but before they could really uh, investigate it or find out the entire details of his, his layout and all his plans and all this stuff it was burnt down to the ground there's a lot of conspiracy behind that because people claim that like it was burnt down on purpose and that there's some other like illuminati or kind of thing going on behind it but oh man this gets cooler and cooler yeah, they're coming out with a movie um directed by martin scorsese and it's going to star leonardo dicaprio it's called uh white devil in the windy city awesome yeah so i'm pretty excited to see that i'm That's hoping something to look forward to yeah i'm hoping they do some of his childhood uh he was the classic well because my hometown i hope they show like he was bullied uh, a bedwetter tortured animals as a kid and all that kind of stuff um the other cool thing with my hometown is there's a very famous book in the northeast called um peyton's place and it's about a family who was abused by their dad and slash husband and the the wife and the kids killed the husband one night and then buried him in uh, the pig pen because of the ground. It was the the winter, but the ground was still not frozen because the pigs used it so much. And it was well known that it um, that it took place, and everyone in the town knew about the the murder and the reason why they did it. And so they didn't investigate it at all because they knew the guy was a horrible piece of shit. Oh, they just kind of let they kind of let bygones slide. Be yeah, bygones? it's a very in my hometown. It's a very like for a long time in the eighties and seventies. It was uh, a thing that you couldn't really talk about if you were like a teacher there. Like my teachers tell me about how they're like, yeah, they would interview you and be like, do you know about Peyton Place and all this stuff? No, oh, it's pretty cool, spooky. But yeah, uh, I know you growing up in fucking Alameda. Alameda, shout out to Alameda. You've got some spooky stuff out there. You've got the Navy base, yeah. which you said you used to go and party at, right? Oh, yeah. So there's a decommissioned uh, military base. It was active when I was a kid. I remember taking a tour there while they were still active military and eating at the mess hall and having the world's worst Swedish meatballs. Um, but then later they decommissioned the base and 
before they started getting wise and putting up like motion sensors and alarms, they just had like tons and tons of these empty buildings. And me and my friends would just break in at night and take ecstasy and explore. And we would scare the shit out of ourselves. I remember going through this one like hotel and we would like went through this back area and there was like a bunch of like classrooms but all the chairs are like stacked up to the ceiling and we were like oh my god what if a don't ghost did that or oh, we were like creepy. we were like looking there's like a showers area where there was like a bunch of like water that had been running down the walls for years and years and there was just like tons of rust but you know with flashlights in the dark as a teenager you're like oh my god it looks like blood there's blood everywhere and that's it's just, cool yeah you know nothing legit scary but yeah we used to break in there and party and um, but there is a ship called the USS Hornet that's there that people do, uh, like Halloween tours and it's supposed to be haunted. Haven't seen any ghosts there, but, um, I think our friend Coop has. Cooper so. has. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Bryan Cooper. The, the big sniff has been there. I've been there uh, with him before and he told me about, uh, a time when he went there with his girlfriend and he had, uh, a sighting. Like, uh, apparently... He was in like the mess hall, mm -hmm. and he thought his girlfriend had walked by the door and was like, "Hey, come over here, girlfriend." Yep. And she wasn't even close by, and he like legit saw something walk by the door, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, he can elaborate on that more next time he comes on. Yeah, we gotta ask him about that if we if we let him on. Yeah. He oh. took his pants off. That's okay. I'm about to do that myself. Really. <laughs> When it gets hot enough, just watch. It's not so bad in here today. No, I like we're getting an early record in, and it's yeah. not too hot yet. It's about 1 o'clock our time on the West Coast, and this is better time than we've recently been doing. Yeah. Uh, we... It's because I have to work later. Nice. But, uh, yeah, that's my spooky place, and I think it's kind of cool. Cool. A lot of spooky stuff takes place in my hometown. We'll get more and more in-depth on that as the podcast goes on. Cool. Yeah. S sounds good to me. Um, so today's episode, we're doing a TV show called Freddy's Nightmares, Freddy, of course, being uh, Freddy Krueger. Um, this is not a show that I watched a lot as a kid, and uh, watching it in as a, an adult, I can kind of see why I think as a kid it probably didn't give me enough gore or spookiness or anything Strongly like that. Strongly disagree. Well, we'll uh, talk about that at the end of the episode. We'll talk, talk about it. Um, One thing I couldn't uh, find too much information on is what network it aired on. It oh, was yeah. just listed as syndicated on everything I looked up on, so it must have been a local to to wherever anyone was watching. It was you know, ABC or whatever that the... the it net... just wasn't widely syndicated or whatever, didn't yeah. have enough episodes. Made it through two or three seasons, 88 to 90, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and it w actually starred Robert Englund. Yeah, as and... Freddie, and it just does... It's about what stories from his hometown of yep. Springwood, Springvale? Springvale, I think uh -huh. it is. And the, the first episode is the only one that part, really partakes in the, the Freddy universe as far as it shows his trial and then his burning. Because it's a mistrial is what happens in the Freddy lore. Yeah, I feel like any like Freddy like, aficionado would probably be like, the show... They hate it. Yeah, no, I've, sure. I've seen many stuff online with <laughs> my research of like comments being like, this has nothing to do with it. Uh, he also... Um, did you notice he only has the spikes hands glove thing on one hand? That's normal. Is that normal? Yes. What? Freddie just has one glove. What? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm. I guess I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I retract my criticism of Freddie. This show is now uh, 10 now out it's 10. amazing. Yeah, it's ten out of ten. That was my only problem. Yeah, my only one problem. Glove. Yeah. Uh, one of my problems I had was the 
intro song because I felt it was a huge missed opportunity to not play the Fresh Prince's Nightmare on My Street. Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna play a little clip of that? Yeah, I I love this fucking song. I feel like this is what they should have played. Um, this of course is by uh, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Whatever happened to him? DJ Jazzy Jeff? I don't he know. Died. I'm sure a cursory Google search could tell us. He had a nightmare and he got killed in his sleep. <laughs> There's some lyrics to this too, right? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy. You all know me as we scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I crawl into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. Pretty good. That's great, right? I love the uh, the acting in his voice. Oh yeah, the inflection. Mm-hmm. He's like, and when it's hot outside, he wears it anywhere. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. They they were a power power duo back yeah, in the day. They were killing it. Mm-hmm. I uh, my older brother, my oldest brother, had the the cassette of theirs. I can still picture that the top of it's like them holding something. I remember and mm-hmm. like being like, whoa, we're so we're we're fresh and irreverent. Yeah. That was great. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, the show is uh, the show is great. I think they're all surrounding the premise of Freddy interacting with, like, what, having nightmares. There's a lot of nightmares in these episodes. A lot of nightmares. And there's a couple episodes um, that actually he is in. Freddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll definitely do a, a number of these, but there's a couple that like, he is actually in in him let's do one of those next time we yeah. do one from this year oh, i have a perfect one lined up all right cool um so do you just want to get into it Start. yeah so i mean it starts with uh this is freddy's nightmares season two episode seven episodes called silence is golden Silence the golden and it starts with this shock jock radio on woq yeah rick and rake you know what i have to say he's got a great radio voice Oh yeah, he does. It, like it's not bad. Like he, he, like I'm thinking back to my childhood. And I'm like, I could hear my dad listening to this and like telling me to not tell my mom that we listen to this. Yeah, on the radio. Because because Rick Rake is a shock jock. He's a shock jock. He and talks he's trash. Fucking taking shots at Mojo Mama. Mojo Mama, who's some, a rapper. Some record that they played on the radio, and he's taking her to task. He is talking shit about her weight and her ugliness and, and rapping ability yeah he says his his mama could rap better than that which i was like rack it up buddy yeah and let's uh, see it rick's rick rake's producer is loving it he's oh yeah like, he's like the classic like uh like ratings over everything yeah he's like a white-haired dude who's just like i'm cutthroat i'm a capitalist like as long as it's make it as long as people he would fit in now where it's just like if any news is good news. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like he this guy would manage like uh what's that family? The the big butt um the big butt family Kardashians. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like, guess <laughs> he would be great with them. Like he'd be like, Hey, whatever, you got a sex tape, cool, oh whatever, you got, you know, leaked photos, Psh, great. Yeah, he says uh Rick's ratings are so good he's getting bags and bags of mail. So he just suddenly pulls out a a bag of mail that's sitting against the desk in his room and pours it on him. And and he's like, it's hate mail, it's bad mail. The guy's like, I don't care, it's mail, man. Like, yeah. People are listening because they hate you. People are listening because they don't. Yeah. You know, They're mostly lawsuits and cease and desist letters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hopping mad. Oh, that's Simpsons reference. Sorry. 
Um, so yeah, uh, after Rick Rake starts talking shit about this person, Mojo Mama, all of a sudden, a minute later, there's a guy at the door delivering some flowers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this guy's name? I, uh, something Rat. Matt the Rat. Matt the Rat. And he's the drummer for Mojo Mama, uh-huh. which is surprising me because like, they're like assistant lady. Yeah. The record. The, the chick who's like jockey, in yeah. leather. Well, yeah, she's like, you know, in all in leather. Mm-hmm. And she's like, apparently at this point she's their receptionist. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, yeah, you can leave it here. He's like, no, no, I got personal notes to deliver it right to him. The flowers. The flowers, yeah. yeah. And and then he just goes and pretty much gives this dude the, the little light tap on... um on the guy's face and he's got a bruise on his face the rest of the episode yeah uh and it's just so funny because uh he gets knocked down and then the producer guy's still there does nothing about it of course he means no. old i don't blame him yeah but oh, he's like we'll put this on the wire he's like stay there we'll take a picture and we'll put it on the wire i'm like what year is this taking place in like what is the i know the wire the tv show but what the wire like are they fucking yeah, it's like a, I don't know, putting it out on the yeah, literally the wire. It's it would make sense now if it was like we'll put it on the Twitter. Yeah, totally. But it's just like it's just really gonna bring in viewers. Oh hey, so one thing we really need to mention too is about Rick Rake is that he's gotta have a rake hung above him while he does his show. He, doesn't he like bang it? He breaks our records on it, or he hit, he makes he hits the the rake because his name is Rick Rake. And he rakes up the ratings or the shit or I don't know. He it's some weird yeah I don't get it analogy. But instead of just having a sound effect they play, they literally have a rake hanging above his head for him to make a sound with. What do you think about that haircut? By the way, too, I love it. It's like that classic late eighties. We always talk about the cut. The cut is this, great. This guy's got this the guy's cut. the rake, but really he should be the cut. Because <laughs> he's got that it, fucking yeah. like like later age Rolling Stones Mick Jagger like. Feathered, Mullet, yeah, feathered kind of look, yeah. like, like the um, oh my god, what's his name, Kurt Russell kind of look. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Great voice, Kurt Russell. Do oh yeah. This, by the way, we'll talk about it. Uh, maybe we'll come back from break, but his wife, she's a babe. Oh, <laughs> all right, cool. Here, let's take a little break. Um, let's eat some candy, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll get back to Freddie's name. Welcome back, everybody. We just had our little break. We had some candy. Johnny, what did you think of it? Well, before I can talk about it, I got to play this little clip. I want candy. Yeah. Uh, today for candy, we had uh, some Haichu. Classic candy, I think, originally uh, from Japan or something like that. But now they get it in America all the time from, like, someplace in SoCal. Um we got the three flavors. We got grape, sour apple, and strawberry. Which ones did you try? Um, I tried all three. Okay. Um, I only tried the grape and then the sour apple. They're really good. Um, my favorite one's mango. I thought it might be in here. I didn't really look at the package when I got them. But... So you kind of fucked up. Well, yeah, but still, these things are great. Yeah, uh, they're grape. 
Oh, very nice. The grape actually wasn't... Uh, usually grape's my favorite flavor of things, and sour apple's my least, but it was the opposite today. I actually really liked the sour apple, and the grape to me was kind of weird. It's kind of creamy almost. Oh, yeah, that's kind of the texture that they all have. Why don't you try out that strawberry? I'll try think. it out later. Okay. I don't want to wrestle around with a bunch of plastic right now. <laughs> I don't like how much packaging they have. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as, like, uh, Mambas, Mambas, but yeah. still, it's up there. But they're not as... I, mm, Mambas are really good, though. So are these. Hmm. You only tried two flavors. Of the three flavors. I know, but there's more than three. I tried three. two-thirds of the flavors, <laughs> and I was under-impressed by them compared to, if we're comparing them to Mambas. I did like them, uh, the, and if anything, I, I think to its credit, I actually like the apple flavor, which is usually, to me, the, the least of uh, my favorite candy flavors. You heard it first, uh, Tommy. Bad taste. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, yeah, let's get back to... Uh, and John's back angry at me. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, Freddy's Nightmares. Okay, so we basically head up right to before the intro, and they have the intro with his little... We cut to Freddy finally, which is oddly... Like further 10 minutes into, into like, it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was weird. Like, Freddy doesn't really even introduce anything about the show. Nope. All he does is he... Cuts right into the rake. Yeah, he starts talking about um, the radio and, and being a DJ and stuff like that. He makes fun of Danny Osmond. Yeah. Not cool. Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond. Doesn't yeah, matter. They whatever. sucks. Um, but yeah, and then... After he does a little bit, then they cut away, and that was that. And I wonder if it, because this was a syndication show, like, I wonder if that was because of, they lined that up because of commercial-wise, like, they didn't have the story right. Oh, to, like, bring you back from a commercial break? Yeah. That that's, makes sense. That's I'm assuming, because. But uh, wouldn't they also have one to start it? I don't know. Nah, I guess not. Whatever. I wasn't in charge of this. Um, But, yeah, after we get our little bit of Freddy, then we go and we see uh, Rick talking, um, about how his asshole persona is just made up. And oh, he just kind of plays it up to the radio. And to his wife. His wife, Sheila. And uh, she's a babe. She's a robo babe. There she you is. go. Uh, also, the, the so during this scene, there's lots of kissing. Yeah. And the noise is just so gross. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the just, ADR it's, for the, the kiss the ADR, no, It's not even ADR. It's just feel like the mics were really close to them. And it's very realistic to what actual kissing is like. <laughs> And if you're not the person involved in kissing, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. Like during, you know, with you and your partner or whoever, or your orgy, whatever you're doing, kissing is cool. But like when you hear it and watch it, and it's like two actors who are clearly not that into each other, and it just to me it was very. What do you do there? I just mind you bump some. Okay. Um, this is see. This is something that John would get so mad at me. If I had just done the same thing. Well, I would just, you know, tell you to be aware of it. No, you would give me a hand gesture that no yeah. one can see. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So now I'm calling you out. Yeah. Well, you could use a hand gesture too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, one of the things I loved about uh, when him and his girlfriend are walking around. Wife. Oh, yeah. His wife, Sheila. Get it right. They're walking around and uh, he's like, I didn't hear you complaining about my persona when I bought you this $500 bracelet. Yeah. So she's wearing a five hundred dollar bracelet and like a two dollar bolo tie. Yeah. Did you see? Yep. She was wearing a bolo tie. I was like, that's so funny. He's like, give me some more of that too. Another gross part right before they start kissing and making out in public. Yeah. Public displays of affection, not cool. Well, so they're walking around and they see a huge crowd of people. A gigantic crowd. Yeah. Just watching a mime. Yeah. People are losing their shit. Like they've never seen a mime in their life. And he's not even that good. No, he's not great as a mime. No, and I, I that's one of the things they're like I said sort of miming because <laughs> he's doing these weird things where he's like 
He's doing the classic box, you know, and like kind of box. Does he do the rope tug? I thing? think he does. And then he concludes out like the whoever wrote or produced or directed it was like, all right, that's all I know about with mimes. Yeah, I don't know any other bits they do. Well, there's a there's like one of the guys in the crowd watching the mime, the bald guy. Yeah, there's like a dude, um, and he 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 overhears Rick talking to his wife, and he's like, "Don't I know you?" Like he he recognizes him from somewhere, but he can't quite place it, and. Uh, his wife Sheila kind of gives it away that he was on the radio. Well, they say the he's like because he, I say what I think. I say what I think. Like, and you think we say I know that's your thing. Yeah. And the dude's like I know you. <laughs> yeah. You're and, Rick the Rake. Yeah, and he starts like giving him a hard time, and uh, Rick is like kind of walks away a little bit, and then all of a sudden the mime the, the mime steps in touches him touches him and then rick dude turn around and punches him he punches he punches the mime in the face and everybody in the crowd's like gasps they're like oh no and then like the mime kind of gets up like he's fine and he gives, gives his wife a flower yes. and his wife is like fucking wet yeah, over that she's stoked she's like oh my god you gave me a flower which ends up being you know long term in the episode uh, a, a recurring, recurring thing. symbol yeah mm-hmm. um so Later on, back at his house, uh, he's on the couch, and his wife is like, brings blankets and pillows. Like, you're like, no sex for you. She's also looking good in that scene. Yeah, she's got that classic like. Uh, in the, uh, we saw it in a couple of other episodes, of different shows where it's like this weird. It's not lingerie. It's like nightwear. Yeah, it's a blousey kind of blousey dress kind of thing. I don't know. She's looking good. Yeah, and despite having like the the ultra 80s 90s hair kind of like that like frizzy blonde yeah. fucking blowout uh-huh like i remember dude she she was looking good there and then uh yeah she goes no sex and then he's like he says all this because i punched a mime yeah. which was my favorite line in the entire episode. that is a great line i've said that before in a relationship yeah who hasn't yeah there's a reason why i'm freshly single so let's see the next the next scene is uh in a in a dream, we don't realize it's a dream at first, but we see the mime. He cuts his hand. Antagonizes yeah. when he's getting in his car. He has a mime like a fake imaginary knife, but slash slice like you know swipes his hand around and actually draws blood from Rick's mm-hmm. hand, only to realize that Rick wakes up. It was a dream the whole time. And he smashed like a vase or something next to his bed and cut his hand. Yeah. This whole episode was just all dreams. Well, that's the thing, because at first I was like, wait a minute, is this mime really doing it? And then I was trying to figure it out. I was like, wait, every time we see the mime, is it a dream? So it's a little hard to kind of keep that part straight. Buckle up. Yeah. That's all I have to say. So then we see pretty much exactly what he just dreamed about. Rick gets into his car and starts driving away. Except he, like... Is like in the side yard and like kind of sneaks away, right? Yeah. So the, he sees a mime, and then all of a sudden the mime leaves, and his wife Sheila rolls up again. She's like, "Ooh, look what I found on the porch. We just got a delivery of this little package, and it's a fucking doctor's bill. Doctor's bill. Yeah. And it's not even that much. It's like a couple hundred. One hundred and fifty dollars for a jaw X-ray. For a jaw X-ray, which yeah. is so funny. And then a flower. And a flower. Yes. yes. Don't want to forget that. Nope. Um, and then. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna be a brand new Rick. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be the same old Rick Rake. I'm gonna yeah. just be. He goes to the radio station. He's about to kind of change his tune and be a little bit more caring and his friendly. Producer again. His, his holds up a contract. He's like, 
He's like, you get fired, you don't do. Yeah, so then, of course, he starts talking hella trash about and he's like, on there. Dude, is, wouldn't that be amazing if you were riding around, like, in real life, if you were riding around in your car and you hear, you switch to your, this radio station, you hear this guy ripping on mimes. Yeah. And he's like, this one specific mime, you know who you are. I'd be like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> this guy's completely off his rocker. Yeah, like, I... Man, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to un- unbox there, and and as a casual viewer who wouldn't have seen the backstory, you'd, you would be very intrigued and be like, "Wait, what? There's yeah. one specific mind who's going I on guess I'd this? tune in for the rest of the. I would hour. absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a, so the producer of fucking white hair is doing a good job. Yeah, he's getting those numbers up. Yeah. So so here's one thing that was a little confusing to me because after this shot, then we see Sheila, his wife, at home with the mime. But it's just her and the mime. It's not like Rick's there to have this dream. But she sees the mime kind of miming, like digging a hole. And then he holds out a flower to her and she walks pretty much straight into this hole. And then when Rick comes home, he sees this giant hole in the ground and her hand is sticking up holding a flower. Yep. So Rick calls the cops and the cops like, oh, yeah, it was a sinkhole. Oh, he figures it out in 14 minutes, I think. Yeah. It's just like, ah, classic sinkhole. Surprised the, uh, the the realtor didn't tell you about the sinkholes in this property. You should sue them, actually. My my brother is a, a lawyer or some bullshit yeah, like yeah. that. But basically, we're supposed to assume that it was just coincidence that she fell in a sinkhole, and then she was also holding this flower when she died. He doesn't bring it up with the cops at all. Nope. Just kind of They like- killed her so fast. Yeah. I mean, it, essentially, this episode is an hour-long TV show split into two parts, so they kind of have to get through it somewhat quick. But at the same time, it still feels like it's dragging at some parts, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so again, now Rick is like fuming, pissed off. He's back in the radio station. While he's there, all of a sudden he sees the mime inside the station. So is he really seeing this? Is this a dream? Is... I don't think that's really the mime, no, right? I don't know. Well, we see the mime, and he, like, takes a puff of an imaginary cigar. Blows some smoke at him. Yeah. Uh, and then he builds a wall, the, the fake like wall. Like invisible The guy, mime like, runs wall. into it twice, and then he fucking rake gets raked, dude. Yeah, so he, like... He gets hung by his throat and lives. Yeah. He, I thought it was like, okay, this guy's dead, and then it cuts back to fucking... Trisha the trash or some yeah. bullshit. So Rick, the the rake that he famously hangs above his recording studio with super sharp like tongs on it falls down and stabs him in the throat with a little bit of cool blood. One of the you know only kills in the movie that looks cool or show. Um, it's a movie. And then afterwards, yeah, now he can't talk. So now they have his assistant, and now she's doing trisha the trash can or something like that yeah but she has ragging on him yeah and she has a trash can hanging above her instead of a rake yeah oh i I hope there's a follow-up episode where like she gets killed by like a trash trash can can to the dome that would be so good i don't think there is no of course not. there probably is that'd be funny it's like a bunch of fan fiction about freddy's nightmares but um that kind of guess closes the chapter of well they do they do like uh of course a cheesy show like this would do was uh they say, like, silence is golden. Oh, yeah. We cut back to Freddy having... Roll credits. Yeah. Doing mimes. Doing a really bad job. And then after he does a little bit of miming, then it kind of goes into the second part of our story, which is 
the mime now at home. Yeah. So and I we, thought this was over. Yeah. I thought it was over, too. And I was like, wait, why is there so much more time on this episode? Me, too. I, I sent you the link to watch it. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, fuck. I sent John, like, this weird, like, thing where it's going to show it one way and then it'll be mirrored for the next episode. Uh-huh. Nope. No, yeah. So I assume this is the same mime who got punched at the beginning is now coming home after a long, hard day of miming and taking off his makeup nice and slow. And then he, like, <laughs> we see his girlfriend lying in bed, and sh the, the sheets are so strategically placed over her uh, body. Done, too. It looks ridiculous. Uh, she's, and, and she says she's so hot. Yeah. And, well, she is pretty hot. Sort of. And uh, there's a great thing where he's, like, setting all basically they're setting all this foundation for later yeah so in the episode where it's like i love your birthmark right here on your neck yeah so we find out that the mime uh besides miming on his day job at night he's a cat burglar and he breaks into places and steals jewelry for his girlfriend who is obsessed with diamonds obsessed yeah that's the only thing that gets uh, her hot more kissing noises too mm -hmm. i hated it Ugh. And uh, there's a great scene which uh, reminds me of Rookie of the Year. They talk about, she's like, they talk about hot ice. Uh-huh. And that's the thing from Rookie of the Year. But she's like, I can't remember if it's him or her. They talk about, like, she's so hot and he's going to cool, cool her down, down with some, some hot ice. ice. Uh -huh. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Is that warm water? And uh, <laughs> I have so many times written down just hot ice is warm water. Hot ice. I have so many times written down where it's just kissing noises because they must have the mic so close where you just hear like, oh my god! And it was just—it sounds like mac and cheese being stooled around, basically. Uh, yeah. So we—they show him. Uh, they show the mime breaking into a house and opening up the safe with a stethoscope, and he takes the jewels out and he leaves the same flower that was in the first little idiot story that we saw here. So that's what I'm like. Okay, it's got to be the same mime, right? That's his calling card, is he leaves this flower. You left out the uh, the little Freddy intro there, <sighs> yeah. where he's eating money in the safe. Yeah, they put his head inside of a vault safe for no reason. Do you think they filmed all of these stories and intros for him in, like, three days, where there's, like, bam, we're going to knock it all out, yeah, put the like, stories around that. We have nothing prepared. This is day three, and he's just, like, his head's in a, in a, in a, in a safe, and he's just, like, I'm eating money, <laughs> spinning yep. it out, eating money, <laughs> Like, all right, great, we got it. Good, done. Uh, there was also, like, he's robbing the house with no mask on. Oh, no. He, sh he should be wearing his mind makeup. And they play, like, a like lethal weapon-style fucking saxophone music during this scene, too. Nice. And uh, I don't know. It was just, to me, it was... This guy's like the wet bandits. Yeah, oh, I have his name right here. His name is Kip. Kip? Yeah. Kip leaves the calling card just like the wet bandits from Home Alone. Yeah, so he's he gets home, and it turns out that the the place he just robbed uh, is his girlfriend says it's a friend of her parents' house, and she knows that they've got diamonds, and he, he's found them. Um, Candy for the lady. Yeah, uh, and then Kip falls asleep, and he has a nightmare about getting caught. And he basically, in his nightmare, it says that he left his stethoscope there, so he goes back to get it, and the cops bust him. But the Daisy Burglar. Yeah, the Daisy Burglar. But he's, again, it's just a dream. This yep. is I've, what I feel like. I'm like, this is this what the Freddy show is? Just lots of dreams? It's 20 minutes of actual episode. It's 20 minutes of dream sequences for misdirection. All right. So let's see. Uh, so Kip. He thinks he forgot the stethoscope. Yeah. 
So he breaks back into the house. And did you see that there was the chalk outlines on the bed of the couple? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Someone used chalk on bedspreads. But basically, they turned out that the house that he robbed, they found that there's now two dead bodies there. And now instead of just looking for a jewel thief, they're looking for a murderer. And he had kind of tried to uh, keep that distinction so that way he only got, you know, arrested for a certain amount of time rather than murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Kip has his nightmare about getting caught, so he takes the jewels to go sell them at a, a pawn shop. And there's this really gross dude working there, um, and he's like, I don't know if I can buy these jewels off you, man, because they're pretty hot, you know? Slime ball. Uh, yeah. He's like, normally I just buy your stolen jewels and resell them, and that's that, but now, uh, because there's some dead bodies around, I don't know if I can do that. So why don't you leave those here with me and come back later and come pick them up? Well, he's got to go get some more cash. Yeah. That's his excuse. What did you think of this guy? I thought he was gross. Like, yeah. I, I wonder I who this he, actor was. I believe he directed this episode, actually. Oh, really? That'll yeah. explain it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta get I in there. He's like the, yeah, if I recall um, a couple days ago when I was looking up the backstory and the acting and directing stuff, I'm pretty sure he is the director of this episode. Well, maybe it's a little bit of wish fulfillment, because with the girl in here... Oh, you right. Know, yeah. So uh, after Kip goes to the pawn shop, he returns home. And while he's home, the cops show up only to reveal that this is, in fact, another oh, dream. Fucking dream. So he starts getting woken up by the real police. And uh, the police are like knocking at his door. And he turns out he's got a gun in his pocket. Yeah. So instead of. I like that. What? That it. Well, I just liked it. it was like the classic thing of being like, I'm being framed, you know, like everything's going wrong for him. I thought it was a good story trope. Yeah. Well, he, what, turns out. He what? jumps out the window. He jumps out the window and we find out that the girlfriend, uh, he goes to find his girlfriend, goes to her parents' house. Looks, she gone. Yeah. And she's like, my daughter's been dead for yeah. two years. It's such a classic. I know. So I'm like, wait, is this chick a ghost? No. What? What is happening? She stole an identity, man. She fucking... She's an identity her, thief, yeah. yeah. She stole her friend's identity. That was her parents that actually got killed. Yeah. She was trying to get this inheritance. The jeweler is in on it. Yeah, like, the police find uh, the stolen jewels at the apartment, and they create a wanted poster for this dude so fast. So fast. It's crazy. It's already in circulation within one hour of this crime being committed. And uh, then they do the old... Uh, this great little audio bit where she's like, all right, we'll go over the story. He showed up with a gun holding me hostage, blah, 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 blah. And then he shot you. And then I wrangled the game, the gun away from her, something like that. Yeah. She's and talking the guy's to the like, pawn shop, dude. The guy's like, okay, wait, what was that again? And then bang, she kills him. Yeah. So this whole messy plan was orchestrated by this girl who loves jewels so much that the guy who's stealing the for her, she's like, screw it. Mm-hmm. I also wanted my parents dead besides just having tons of jewels. She played him, Kip, the mime, and also played the jeweler dude. So at the end... She gets away with it. Yeah, she tricked him into getting caught so she could get her stuff. and Good on her. Yeah, she uh, double crosses them so that way uh, she could shoot them both, so... Well, let's talk about... Oh, wait. Don't forget the end with Freddy Krueger where he very poorly describes what you just saw. 
Yeah. Also, um, in that scene in the jewelry store, uh-huh. there is a, a chair with like a weird giant doll in it. Did you see that? Uh, I, that sounds familiar. You, if you go back and watch, which you shouldn't. No. Uh, actually, no. My ratings will be contrary to that. But um, if you go back and watch, there's a weird giant doll sitting in the seat behind them in the, in the, when it's facing the woman and uh, Kip. There's a weird giant doll sitting in the seat behind them. I'm like, what is this doing in a jewelry store? It's another, it's another Freddy story that will be worked into something segue. else. Segway. All segways. All right, so come back to Freddy. And that's it, though. Freddy doesn't really say or do anything. It's no. just like, all right, here you go. Remember that we were watching the show. Silence is golden. Golden. Does he actually say that? No, he said oh. that. It, uh, they say that at the end of the the Kip. Well, not the Kip, I'm sorry, the, the first half of the episode. Rick Rake. Rick Rake. All right. Rip. Rip, Rip Rake. Do you want to rip Rake a new one? Do you want to do a, do you want to do your creepy crawly score? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, here we go. I actually really liked this episode. Okay. I feel like this show knew how self-aware it was. It, uh, the, the guy's voice and his acting is just like a shock jock would be from that time period. The woman is cheesy, but uh, she she know, she plays a great character. She goes from being this little like sex doll to being this cold blooded killer, manipulative person. She kills the, the jeweler at the end. She gets what she wants. Um, I liked it. I thought it was. I guess I, I guess the last episode I watched before that was something else I really didn't like. The last episode we did was Inside uh, the Closet, the Tales from the Dark fucking, Side. Ugh, hated it so. My score might be a little skewed because of that. I'm going 8 out of 10. This is your highest crawlers. score. This is my highest score. That is insane. I'm going 8 out of 10 creepy crawlers because I thought it was fun. It knew how cheesy it was. Am I having a dream right now? Is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to string you up by a rake in a second. Put a chalk outline but on yeah, this But yeah, 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I'm staking by it. I, I thought of that last week when we watched it, and I'm sticking by it when I rewatched it this morning. 8 of 10. Wow. Polarizing decision. I love it. Okay, well, let's see here. <clears throat> Did I like this? Not a whole lot. Um, do I like it better than uh, Tales from the Dark Side? Yes. Do I like it as much as I liked uh, Mummy Daddy, uh, Amazing Stories? Mm, maybe about the same. I think both those shows are, they, you know, they're kind of fun. Um, I don't know if... I would ever want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really have any scary parts. Doesn't really have any gory parts. It's got that one kill with the rake in the neck, but you got a, a sinkhole kill too. You know, one of the things I love about these short stories is a twist ending. And I don't even know if either of these were a twist. I think they just had shitty slightly. outcomes, you know. And I mean, you had to see that coming that she was like this demanding, manipulative woman. Yeah, but it's just still a slight twist. No, I just I feel like it's two barely related stories, and it kind of just the show just kind of meanders and takes its time to go through stuff. And I wish Freddie was funnier, but I don't know. I'd say I don't know. I'll give it a. 5.5. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I hate you, John. I, I'm telling you. I, I felt this like... This was the best one we've done yet. Are you gotta be kidding Not me. at all. All right. Well, well, uh, well, well, don't worry. We'll probably change all our scores later. Anyway. Yeah, I'll go back and be like, <laughs> John is right, or John is still an asshole, but... Yeah, you're like, I was drunk the whole time. I was not drunk. Um, 
but I yeah, have to work later. I can say five point five is my is my score there. Um, so let's uh, let's see here. What's next? Do you want to talk about um, some drinking game rules? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about it. But we pour a beer. It's me pouring a beer right now. Nice. So I gotta say, every time you see a flower, flower definitely gotta drink. Every time you see a flower. Um, Rake. Anybody does like a rake reference or like they do like a an on air reference. Um mime reference. Yeah. Wow. That's that's already a lot. Well not even my, like not every time we see a mime, but anytime he's like in my riffing makeup? on mimes. Okay. For the first half. Okay. And then the second half, anytime they make a jewelry talk where he's like, Candy for my lady. Oh my god. That it's is pretty so gross. All right. Um, that's about it. Yeah, every time Freddy's not funny. Uh, all the time. <laughs> At least he's only in, like, what, four bits? Still eight out of ten. Yeah, I guess that's not too bad. Um, so let's see. Uh, we already got She's a Babe, so that's taken care of. Um, we got to do um, some trivia. Oh, okay, cool. Which you have a... Uh, didn't you say you had something? Here, let me play your song. Tom's Trivia. All right, so I didn't do, I wouldn't call it necessarily research, but um, the guy who played Rick Rake, I looked up his IMDb because I was like, man, this guy looks so familiar. He does. And he has a couple credits that run into a different show. He was also on the 80s Twilight Zone. He was on the 80s Twilight Zone. I saw that too as well. So on the 80s Twilight Zone, he plays the episode's called The Once and Future King or Hail to the King or something like that, and it pertains to Elvis Presley. And when I was watching that episode, I rewatched it again recently just to kind of refresh my memory. And the scene where he's talking to the cop, he's got tons of Elvis Presley stuff behind him in the background. It's got like multiple Elvis Presley things. I was wondering if the dude was like really into him or if it was just coincidence because I was like... Storyline coincidence or actual character in real life person. So I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call that trivia, but it's just something that I had put together. I was like, wait, is that strong coincidence? I don't know. Well, that's good. I mean, I I had really nothing. The only thing I found out was like the guy who's a jeweler pretty much directed the episode, and this is all his ideas. But that counts. Yeah, like, eh, that's not great. There was not much. I spent a while. <laughs> Everybody who made this show wants it to go away. It does. It does <laughs> seem like that. Yeah, because I spent a while researching this, especially after when you uh, it, it was never aired on our podcast, but you got really mad at me for referencing like what these other people have done these actors have done uh, well you know i was just gonna say try to keep it pertinent to what we're talking about yeah john got really mad there was a lot of anger don't make me hurt you all right anything else no that's about it um what are we doing next we're doing are you afraid of the dark yeah 13th the tale of the 13th floor. Yeah, after after doing one of these, I kind of was like, we got to get back to the silly kid shows. Yeah, uh, I think that's what we're going to do, kind of just kind of mix it up. Yeah, we want to make sure we have a good mix of, mm-hmm. you know, early 80s, late 90s, all that kind of stuff. So that yeah. we have a... Do we have any guests coming up soon? Um, I have a couple people we can ask if you want to try to get them in here. Yeah, I know Lee wants to come on. I have a friend. Uh, He's British, so that'd be kind Chaz of a or cool Justin. flair. Chaz? Uh-huh. That's a cool name. Uh, he, uh, me and him. Uh, That's a 90s name. Yeah. He might be By one of the way, people in the By the way, I love the girl in this named Sheila. That's such an East Sheila? Coast name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sheila. Very East Coast. Very East Coast. Um, but Chaz yeah. East Coast. Next time we're going to do, uh, uh, 
Are You Afraid of the Dark, Tale of the 13th Floor. Yeah. I'm excited because this is one that scared me as a kid. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it should be fun. Yeah, that um, stars, uh, what's the kid's name? There's a lot of Canadian stuff in this episode. Oh, too. no, I'm stoked. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's let's wrap it up here. Um, as usual, if you want to send us an email, feel free to write to us. Our uh, email is shortandspooky at gmail.com. And you want to hit us on Twitter at shortandspooky on Twitter. Um, as of this airing, we have still not done anything on there, but we will be once people start someday not listening to our podcast. Uh-huh. Once it's official that no one's listening. Once it's official that no one's listening. But I will be the one, I think, actively taking care of our Twitter. So if you want to direct any hate be on our there, webmaster. do it towards me, not John. John's a good guy. A lot of tattoos. Uh, great head of hair. <laughs> me, not so much. All right. So uh, until next time, I'll say uh, take it easy and keep it real. <laughs> I'll say take it sleazy and keep it sealed. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys.